Businesses is connecting. Welcome back to Business Insights with Mario and Matt. Unfortunately, Mario isn't able to do this episode with me, but I'm being very blessed to be able to share this space one-on-one with Sharon. Sharon Fanukin is the founder and I suppose the driving force behind the Magic Moments Foundation. And Sharon, how are you? Firstly. I'm fabulous, thank you. <laughs> it's I, I, I'm really happy. And I, I'm honestly... I get filled with energy when I have to speak to you because not only what you do is very, you know, aligned with what I do. It's very, how I say genuine, but you also have a unrelenting spirit. If you ask me. Thank you. (laughs) Sharon, you just competed in a bodybuilding show. Yes. My very first one. Very first one. (laughs) And you came second place. Yes. Yes, and I'm very excited because, you know, at 64, to come second against girls in their 20s and 30s, I was out of the moon. <laughs> let, me, uh, let, me, let me ask you about this because I am, I mean, <laughs> given, given my past and everything with intrigue and bodybuilding and all that, I'm very fascinated with this. Firstly, what brought you to want to compete in bodybuilding? Were you already, like, building your physique beforehand? Was it, okay, okay. No, Let's... I... Um... You know, it was something that I I thought about back in my 30s but never really put any effort into it or anything like that. And then um, in 2013, I was at the heaviest weight I'd been in my life and I decided enough was enough and it was time to lose some weight and I lost 30 kilos in um, oh. 11 months. So, um, so after I lost that, I thought, oh, maybe it's possible. So that was back in um, – and then in 2015 – I decided that I'm going to go, I'm going to try out for my first bodybuilding competition and do it. And I was training training really hard. I was at my lightest weight I'd been since I was married and I uh, um, <clears throat> hurt my back about four and a half months out from the comp and it just took me out of the game. So I was very disappointed after all of the work that I'd put in and, uh, and then I started to put a bit of weight back on, started travelling a lot with Tony and just... Uh, enjoying life but you know as you enjoy life you put (laughs) have a bit too much to eat and drink and put some weight on and um then when in 2019 when I come back from the states uh we we went into lockdown and really it was nothing I could you know we couldn't go anywhere or do anything except I could go Mm. to the gym so I just started going to the gym and um and getting fit and uh, the first 12 months was just about really because of all my injuries I'd had I really wanted to just listen to my body um, where I hadn't in the past I just push 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 and I by listening to my body I just was able to build strength um, and then I'd lost <clears throat> um, I got down to 70 kilos and I got okay um, I think now I can um, I'm ready to to really focus and then I excuse me for a sec <clears throat> Then I lost two dear friends um, in 2020, in, um, you know, like within a month of each other. In, and then I also lost my brother to suicide. And I was devastated for, a, a, you know, <clears throat> a month or so. And I just then decided to turn that into my focus, into um, bodybuilding and to training and dedicate the bodybuilding competition, my first one to my brother and to my friends. So that gave me a totally different focus 
to really commit and do it, you know, because when you they say you do more for others than you do for yourself. And so having them in mind and thinking about them um, really drove me to be committed, focused and determined to make it happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then in um, July, I was really feeling like, wow, this is going to happen. And um, mm -hmm. I joined another 16-week challenge as well. So I was, had these two things going at the same time. So I was really driven. And excuse me, when I came to, the, the comp got cancelled because um, of COVID and then there was another one. Then I just didn't feel I was quite ready, but then I went to the INBA, which is the International Natural Bodybuilders Association, and they had a body quest. And that was about where you were and where you are now and the, and, and the journey and sharing the journey. So I still got to wear my bikini top on stage and wear my high heels, my five-inch heels that I've been practising in for over a year because I hadn't worn high heels for 20 years. So, um, you know, and so it was really great. And to go out there on stage and they had the photo of you up of what you look like before and, like, oh, my God, but, you know, that was, it was a, like to show where you'd come from and then you you come out and you had to do a tea walk and do all your poses, which I'd been practising and, and I was really happy that I just did the one division for that because I was <clears throat> ten, even 10 days out. I had a backing injury and it was mm. like usually that would take me out of the game and it was like no it's just work around it work parts of your body that are okay and just um and make it happen so because I had a motto of I can I will I must it's done in 2021 and so I was so determined to make it happen this year and uh I was not going to let injuries take me out of the game. And even on the day, I was laying down for an hour just to rest my back before I could get into those heels and get on stage. But to get on there and to do it and have that, like, completion that I actually achieved my long-time goal. I've been a goal for over 30 years and to now seeing that I was achieving it in my 60s was just uh, very fulfilling, Very, I was very proud and excited. So, yeah. And wow. I got second, so I was over the moon. <laughs> this is incredible. I mean, they, oh, that's phenomenal. And, and the thing about it is you sort of, I, I feel like you sort of brushed over it, is like, so the first comp you were thinking about competing in, you know, you had that setback, and so you, you didn't start to compete. And you had this massive, massive, like, like just plump, so like, I say lump of adversity all come at once. Like, you know, your friend passed away, your brother unfortunately passed a suicide. And all this stuff was happening. Benet had a, a much, much larger reason why to compete. It was to be dedicated to your friend, dedicated to your brother. And so what, I mean, this is what I'm seeing. And what it allowed was now a drive. Now you mentioned, but you sort of brushed over it, that injury, 10 days out, the <laughs> back injury, which is huge. You're, you're about to go on stage, hold poses, flex your body for a minutes at a time that that's that's exhausting mm -hmm. and to have a back injury but it was the i don't know it was it was the the drive that was behind it that just got you over the line to say no i can do it and i must i will yeah 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 and i even had a um dislocated my clavicle a few months before that and i just again so i just i trained legs while my upper body was getting and then when my back went out i trained my upper body so i just really it's amazing what you can achieve when you want. There's always, you can always find a way. And so instead of just let, taking me out of the game and waiting till I got better, 
I just worked and trained different areas and just kept my focus, my focus, my end on my end result to be on that stage and enjoy the enjoy the journey, which I did. And so now that's done, and now we're resetting, and I'm going to go in the um, the figure in uh, April, and then aiming for Zeke. So you know, it's I've got to drop wow. that ten percent body fat to get to figure, and then another uh, yeah, yeah. Eight to ten percent to get to physique. But um, I'm I'm really focused, and I've uh, already spoke with my trainer, and we're setting up a plan. So yeah, wow, wow. I mean, that's yeah, that's 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 a big steps in itself to go from division to division. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a whole different ball game. But one thing, and like it one alignment that I see in you, Sharon, is so that why that so to compete this year. And I've, I was very blessed, but I was, I had the opportunity to speak at the magic moments, youth leadership and business summit, right? This mm-hmm. year or last yes, year. Very great for that <laughs> and um, what I saw while I was present on the cause were, were, you know, you helping these young people to, unlock their, you know, better version of themselves. The and yeah. yeah, the potential that's, that's <clears throat> inside. It's like you saw that in yourself and in this last year and brought that out for this comp. How do you help young people and other people do this through the Magic, Mount, Magic Moments Foundation? So it's about seeing their greatness within them because sometimes we can see it even when they don't see it. So it's mm. just about really supporting them to see and inspire them to what is possible. Um, mm. and, and it doesn't matter what adversities you have or what's happening in your life, but, you know, you if, if you want something and you go for it, you can achieve it. And, you know, um, it's been a real blessing um, over the years. Like we've been doing the, so 2009 was the first time we ran a full five-day event. Um, and just the journey of seeing the growth of some of those youth who just kept coming back every year. They they saw so much growth in themselves. They wanted to come back and, and help others. And then, you know, so they become as a grad and come back as a youth leader and then a leader and a coach. So some of them were with us eight to 10 years. They've been with us since we started. And the growth in them to see them and how their lives have changed, not only for what they've done for themselves, but for how they've been able to give back and the contribution that they've um, been able to help all the other younger generations coming through so it's a real blessing to to be part of that and and it just inspires me and the stories that we hear from parents you know like one parent rang us and said thank you for giving my son back you know we hadn't been speaking he was locking himself in his room and didn't want to speak to me he came home from your camp and we're sitting at the dinner table talking he's dancing with me around the kitchen so she said thank you for giving me my child back so you know those kind of things and where you know where people had you know, just had individual eating on their own and now sitting down to dinner and talking as families and 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 instead of uh, one young girl said, before I went to camp, all we did was um, knock each other down, you know, to say bad things about mm. each other. When I came back from camp, she said, we sat down to dinner and it started and I said, enough is enough. From this time on, we we only praise each other. So she went around the table and said something great about everyone on the table and then everybody else started doing it and that's how they have their meals at night now rather than, um, you know, pointing out all of the things that they, they didn't like about each other rather than, yeah, so they just, they learn to live in their greatness. They learn what's possible and how much more they, and how much more they can have for their life and their family by just making those simple little changes. 
Wow, wow. And I can tell, Sharon, as you're sharing, I can hear what it means to you as you're sharing. I mean, especially when you, oh, just, yeah. Tell me about why. What drove you, to, like, firstly, to be part, like, you know, create magic moments and create opportunities to, you know, in, in, not only inspire young people, bring opportunities to other young people to give back to young people. Mm. It's it, 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 it's really a big a, a compound effect you've created. Why and where, did, where, where where did that purpose come from? Yeah, so I didn't actually start Magic Moments. It was started by um, Jim Doyle and his wife back in 1995 after attending oh. Tony Robbins and the Basket Brigade. So they created Basket Brigades. And then in 2001 they started um, with a youth program and um and, you know, so they had the Basket Brigade is about volunteers coming together to get hampers together to give families at Christmas food and presents that what they may not have. And we never say we're for magic moments. We just go in and go, this is a gift from someone who cares. And, you know, pay it forward when you can. So it's about, you know, gifting it forward to others. And, and then so the youth program started and um, the, they used to take, youth to America and they took over 45 kids and um, over to America and that's where I met them in 2003 and I wanted to get involved and so I started working mentoring the kids when we came back to Australia and then I started taking the youth over to the Global Youth Leadership Summit in San Diego and in um, in 2006 I joined the board I was asked to join the board and my vision back then was to create a youth program for youth run by youth um, in Australia. And for a couple of years, we took them over to America, really taking 25 youth. You know, it's quite expensive to take them over. And I thought the money we spend in taking 25 youth to America, we could, we could impact 100 youth within Australia. And that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And we did a two and a, uh, created a two and a half day uh, business summit in 2009 and it's quickly needed to see that we needed to have have all parts of their life so then I created a five-day um, live-in program which covered everything that you know they weren't learning at school but business and and um, about wealth and about uh, their finances and also about their personal development their emotional states their health um, and and so it was just a great program and um and, you know, we started at seven in the morning for breakfast and, and, and games at nine and then into the event till 10 o'clock at night and then um, meetings in groups of boys and girls and midnight at night, um, the lights went out. But we didn't get, as directors, didn't get to bed till 2 a.m. because we would make sure that everybody was in bed and asleep before we went to bed. So we were averaging about three hours sleep a night. But it didn't matter because we were seeing the changes in the youth, even from day one to day two when they come in there and head down and, you know, parents might have sent them, they didn't want to be there or they didn't know what they expect. And then to see within that 24 to 48 hours, just see the shift in them and see that shift get even bigger and bigger as the week goes on and just see them transforming before your eyes. It just filled our hearts and we just, you know, it just helps you wanting, keep wanting to do it and hearing from the stories. You know, we had one young boy who came from, um, London who was his father rang us and said my child is suicidal and I can't I don't know what else to do I've had psychiatrists and, and psychologists and no one's helping him and if I send him out there you know I said bring him out we'll make a difference and um and you know what he 
had been locked away in his in his room for a couple of years and not wanting to see anybody and had panic attacks when he had was in contact with people. And here he was, he flew out to Australia from London, came to our camp, and within a day he was just a changed person. And um, he learnt about finances and went back and saved enough to go on a holiday and went with some friends on a holiday. And then he actually said, and you know what, I decided if I could spend uh, five days with, you know, 250 um, youth that I didn't even know, then I could actually go to university. So then he went on to university, which was something that he wouldn't felt he would never do. And he's never looked back. And he's just an amazing young soul. Just and that's there's so many stories like that, and that's what lights us up. That's what keeps us going. That's what drives us. That's our why because we know we're making a difference. We're impacting the, the lives of our youth and, and they're our leaders. They're our, you know, they're up and coming leaders and we want to inspire them to live in their greatness so they can be amazing leaders. That's huge. It's huge. And I, I, I can really feel that as, you, as you're sharing that, the, the, the passion and, and the, what it means to you really comes out Though from a personal place, if you don't mind me asking, I'd love to know where does your drive, Sharon, come from for this? It's it's in helping others. I've you know like I've been a director for Magic Moments now for sixteen and a half years. We are all volunteers as directors. We don't get paid a cent. It's we do it for the love of it and the and. As I said, it's just that that's what fills my cup is seeing the changes in them and. Um, yeah, I just I just love helping others, and not just in that environment. You know, as um, I'm a trainer for Tony Robbins as well, and helping all the participants at the events, just seeing that transformation from day one to day five or day six or whatever the events are that I go to, that's what lights me up. That's what lights you know puts fire in my belly to want to keep doing it and do more of it and um, create change within the world. Mm, wow! Wow! I just, uh, so b- before before we start our conversation, I just got off an- another interview and like one of the people that I was interviewing, he calls himself the nocturnal therapist. His name's Harry. And Harry, he mentioned something and I wanted to bring it up now. <laughs> he mentioned it takes, or, it takes audacity to be authentic. Now, Sharon, you don't get paid for this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of energy in, invested into this, clearly, though, and with, I mean, a, a lot of energy and effort that you're putting into it, you seem to be coming out, like, you seem to be getting so much from it, judging by your responses, the energy and the excitement that you share in your tone of voice and everything. What was it for you that said, I'm willing to give my time? I'm, I, I've, I've a mission, but I'm not going to get paid for it. But that's okay. What, what brought that for you? Because like Harry says, that takes audacity. I think it just, it meets all my needs. It meets my needs for variety with the different youth that come in and the different challenges that we have every year. It meets my need for love and connection, um, just connecting with these beautiful souls and just seeing them shine, um, you know, coming in as a shy, quiet person and then coming out as a shining star at the end of the week. Um, it meets my need for um, growth. I grow every time I go to these events. I learn and I grow and I, I change the syntaxes each year from what 
whatever the needs are of the youth, then I go, okay. And even on site, I've even changed speakers' content because, hey, we need we need to address this and let's let's just change it. So it's a really organic. I've been able to do that and, and make a, a, a bigger impact to the youth um, on site at that moment. Um, and contribution, you know, like it meets my need of contribution in a, a whole way. And, you know, six months out from an event, I'm working, I'm volunteering that I'm doing, you know, 50 hours a week just in all the organisation because it's a big thing. There's like four, mm. there's all the volunteers and the leaders and the youth leaders and the participants. And it's not just one program. I run the the youth program in one room, but then we have a grad program running simultaneously in another room. And mm. for two years, we actually had a parent's um, uh, program also running for three days wow. in one of the other venues because it was a massive big venue it had different um, ones so and just moving the speakers between the different rooms and and making it all happen um, so yeah look it just meets my needs at a level 10 on so many different areas of my it, that's it lights my lights me up and just I'm just so passionate about it because I love it I love how it makes me feel <laughs> I don't know whether that answered your question. But. That answered my question perfectly. And Sharon, I, I truly want to say it's people like you that it, it really excite me because you're following that voice inside of you that, it, like Harry says, it takes audacity to be authentic and it takes guts to say, I'm not going to get paid for this, but it fulfills all my needs. If I and I feel alive and juiced up by it, yeah, it's 50 hours a week, but I'm going to do it. I am true. I, I, oh, I, I truly appreciate and admire people like you. I really do. And because it's so easier to not, to not, it's so easier to say, no, nah, look, I'm not getting paid for it. Mm. Right. The ego steps up, mm. but it takes a selfless act to say, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But I know magic moments works with more than just youth though. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell me more about the, the Grandies program. The um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandies program is just an amazing program. It's um, you know, and it's really sad in a way that there's a lot of people that are in homes that don't even get anybody to come and see them. Um, mm -hmm. And so we created the Grandies program, and it's like we go into the homes, you know, we go into the people and find out what they want. And it's really, it's nothing big. It's like hankies and socks and deodorant and just the necessities that we just take for granted. Some of these people don't even have those things. So we get their lists and then we'll go to corporates and go, do you want to, um, uh, like, uh, gosh, what's the word? Um, it's about not, oh, I can't think what the word is, but it's a grandy, sponsoring grandy, sorry. Mm. <laughs> um, so, and they just um, adopt a grandy it is and so they, they go through and get all their staff together and they fill what is on the list and put all them into a basket. And then we go and collect them all. And then we take them to the homes and we do um, Christmas in July and then the Christmas. So twice a year, the grandies get a gift from corporates and from people who want to donate uh, things. And we just wear the, the conduit in between, just, you know, making a, the, it happen between the, the donations and putting them together and then giving them to the homes to hand to the grandies. And they just light up when they get those, uh, those, those gifts. So yeah, and it's beautiful. Fun. What, and what really stands out to me like, as you were sharing was these grandies are asking for hankies. They're asking for deodorant. It's like little things, like the things that, I mean, 
pencil case, like a mug, yeah. like things that, you know, everyday things that, you know, we take just for granted and just dismiss. Yeah. But there's such meaning in that for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And to see, and to think that someone cares. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, you know, like it's uh, that connection, that love and connection that we all want. And if they're not getting any visitors or not getting anybody there, at least they get this gift to go, oh, wow, someone I don't even know cares enough to get put this together for me. So, yeah, yeah. makes them feel good, makes us feel great. And, um, yeah. And then we've got our basket brigade, as I said, you know, like that's just gone from strength to strength. We um, we go, so all the volunteers come together on a packing day. So they get all of the donations um, of food and toys and things like that from people or they've, or all the volunteers are out there doing raffles or, or Bunnings barbecues or, you know, raising money so that they can then go and buy the buy the um the gifts and the food and then we all come together on a packing day and they're just packing them all into boxes we have from the different um uh places you know like telling us there's different um community services that tell us who's who's in dire straits who hasn't got money who's you know um so they tell us the family how many kids are in it so then we can pack the boxes if it's a mother and father and two kids and what ages they are so we know what give them the ages the um the gifts to those ages and so it's really cool because all the kids come and they paint the boxes you know so that gets them involved and they paint the outside of the boxes and then they go along and the adults are filling the boxes and then and then everybody takes a few of those boxes out to addresses in their area so they're all distributed throughout the area and as i said they just go to the door and and i'll never forget one um and it it taught me a valuable lesson because um, I was out delivering and we pulled up at this really nice house and my thought was, why are we giving a gift to someone who can afford a house like this? Mm-hmm. And we knocked on the door and, and I said, oh, this is just a gift from someone who cares. And she asked, who, who, who's it from? I said, I don't know, I'm just the delivery delivery driver because um, that's what we said. We never said we were for magic moments. And, um, and she burst into tears and she asked me to come inside and she just said, I've just come out of hospital. I haven't been able to work. We've lost our car. We're about to lose our house. We've, I haven't got any money to buy presents for the kids, you know, because she'd been in hospital and her husband had been out of work. So there was a real, um, they were just so appreciative that they got some food and some presents to give their kids for Christmas. And um, I walked out of that um, house and I said to my husband, I will never judge again like I'll never you never judge a book by its cover because you know I was seeing this big mansion thinking wow you know they and 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 they were suffering inside and about to lose everything and so it really you just don't know who who needs it and that's why the agencies would tell us who was in in dire straits and who needed the food and who needed some support and help but a lot of those people won't even go and ask for it but you know mm-hmm. so or so, yeah and so it's just a great way of just giving back and we've got an amazing bunch of volunteers that just keep coming back every year and and we've got lots of corporates that come and have their staff donate the time pay their staff to come and help on packing days um we've got um uh basket buddies now where corporates will put together baskets to to go out to different people as well so there's just yeah it's just a Another feel-good part of our... Uh, so, we you know, we cover a whole big range 
of ages with the um, with the baskets. We cover the older demographics with our grandies, and we cover all the young youth from you know uh, from 12, 13 years age right through to to twenty four. So we cover across the three programs. We cover everyone, all the demographics. So yeah, you do, you do, and. One, this is just how I see the Magic Moments Foundation. It's an ecosystem as well. It, 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 it's run by passionate people, all volunteers, mm-hmm. want to create meaningful change into not just the youth, but to the elderly and people that are struggling as well. Though, uh, well, as well as that, you have passionate volunteers that are, are coming on board and probably new ones as well, but they're coming back and back and back, even at the youth summits. I, I mean, the uh, like <laughs> as uh, as we're talking now it, it's, it's becoming like, even more real for me uh, this is the impact that you're having but one thing i'd love to ask is you've you've worked with so many different like, like just within magic moments right with youth um maybe where society puts a lot of emphasis on you work also with those that society forgets about the elderly in in, in the HF facilities, even those who are struggling, society tends to, you know, brush it off or not want to address it because it's like, oh, well, it's quote unquote negativity. It's no, it's not like, it's not positivity. It's not optimism or whatever. It's, you know, someone's struggling. I don't want to hear it. It's like you're addressing things that need, need to be there. So, but through working with the youth, the elderly, and also those who are struggling, what have you taken out of this whole experience? You personally? I think the bottom line is everybody wants to feel loved. Everybody wants to feel like they matter. Everybody wants to feel that they can make a difference in their own way, in, in their own little way. So, uh, and that's why I think we've got such passionate volunteers because they also see that they can make a difference and it's that ripple effect. We help them, they help someone else and then it just ripples out and just out and grows every year. Um, I just think, yeah, if there was more love in the world, we just loved and connected with each other and supported and helped each other and lifted each other up rather than knocking us, knocking each other down, the world would be a far better place. What would be possible at that point? Anything's possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Anything and everything is possible. (laughs) Well, well, that's it, right? And, I mean, human connection and, and like, I mean, I mean, like, we're like, so I'm in Sydney, right? Like, we just got a lockdown. You're in Queensland, Mm -hmm. right? And so, I mean, you still had lockdown, though. And I'd love to, to get your take on this as well, because we all experience such heavy disconnect. In that period of time, you know, we were locked away. We couldn't physically interact like we used to and do the things that we used to be able to do and all that stuff. What do you think came out of that experience? Do you think there's something that people could learn from? Something that people could take away as well yeah, in I relation think, to love and connection? Yeah, I think there was a lot of, you know, like it was, a, we, we were very blessed in Queensland. We didn't have many lockdowns at all. They only lasted, I think the longest was a week or two and that was it. I feel sorry for the people in in Melbourne, the amount of time they've been Mm. locked down. It must be really hard and emotionally um, disconnected down there. But 
you know what, I think there was a lot of positives out of COVID for family unity because, you know, there was that, you know, I'm, I'm hearing from people that they've been connecting with their kids and they're spending because, they, you know, there was times when we are in lockdown, the only time you could go out was for exercise. So to see there were so many families out there walking together and, and, and playing together and they're sitting down and having meals together because they're all at home and they can't go anywhere. So there's been a greater family connection and, and bringing the unity, the family back together in this time. Um, you know, and I've heard that from so many people, you know, oh, look, it's been not, not been great being in lockdown, but it's been great for the family because we've had that special time where we would never have had because especially when they're teenagers, they're off doing what they've got to do and we're doing what we want to do. But because we were home or working from home and schooling from home, the connection become a lot stronger. And I think that mm. will keep going because it wasn't just a short time being over two years. It's really allowed people to change the dynamics that can be create new habits that can keep them, keep it moving forward. I think that was, um, that's the big thing about COVID. And you're like Zoom, yeah, we might be all Zoomed out now, but gee, that was a, a, a huge thing for keeping people connected. And oh, you could get on the yeah. phone, but, you know, to see someone on a screen and be able to share and, and that kind of thing, I think that was really a massive, uh, I mean, you just have to look at the shares of <laughs> of Zoom <laughs> since it's gone True. through. I mean, it's just, it's really changed the game for a lot of businesses as well. Um, being able to, you know, work where they would never have thought of doing things online. Now they've seen that they can save money um, and there's not much travel. They're at home more and they're still being able to have their business meetings face-to-face, -face, but from the comfort of their home. So it's, there, there, there is some pluses as well as, you know, as there, there are lots of sad things that happen, of but course, I think, you know, that, that it's nice to just see that there have been some positives that will support families and um, and make them, you know, bring them closer together. Mm, yeah. And one thing I love about Magic Moments and what you guys did as well, considering the situation, you didn't just pull the pin and, and be like, okay, no, we can't do it anymore. We can't run in-person events. No camps, no work for us. No, you still made an effort to keep that connection alive and there and still strong. The quality of the presentation like of, of, of the summit was in, I, I, I never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> at the time truly it was the first um zoom call that i was on that was so high tech that had everything there and like, I'm, I'm not saying this to pump your tires and like you know how to run like a, like a good online summit it's more like no you've taken the initiative and the energy even when things are you know not as we would like to still create that impact and follow that you know voice inside and fulfill those needs and, I, you know, I think it was really great that we did do that because it was, and we were very grateful for all the speakers who donated their time for us to be able to do that online program because the first one we we knew everybody was in hardship because there was lots of people put off work and there was they hadn't put in the money side of it and, like, so people were struggling and, and being locked mm. down and not going over to work. And so, you know, for us to be able to put that on for free, that first one, and allow people to come and have a, that connection, I think. And as I said, I'm very grateful for the speakers that donated the time for us to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, like talking about the AV and that um, Alex, Alex came to his first event when he was 13. He came to, with me to London when I was 13. And 
to see him come through and coming back to the events and then watching the audio, the AV guys and going, oh, I'd really like to do that. And so that's another thing we do is if the, if the youth saw something, a, a role that they thought they would like to be in, we would help them by sitting them with that person. And we had a cameraman who learned how to be a cameraman and learned how to video and went on to video school because of what he was learning at the camp. And Alex, you know, after a few couple of years of doing that and learning it, created his own audiovisual business, Knox Group, you know, out of that and, and comes back and does our, um, still comes back and does our programs like 11 years later. Um, and at a, an amazingly reduced price that we would never be able to afford if we were paying full price for an AV. So, you know, we're very grateful for the people that um, have supported us along the way. Hmm. It's an ecosystem of just beautiful people, of just beautiful intentions and energy. And I, yeah, wow. Shane, you've done some amazing work, truthfully, within yourself, within Magic Moments, within the community, within... I mean, you, you it's truly. Not just me though. It's 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 a it's it is a community of people of volunteers that have done it. It's not just me on my own. But it, no, it's we've oh, all done course. it together. And um, yeah, and, and we're really proud. Um, there's only four directors, and you know, Jules has been a um, she's been a di director for 25 years, and Corey and I have been there for 16 years, and Jen's been there about eight years, so eight or nine years. So we're all long termers, and we've just four passionate women that have just you know, our, our wives driven by the youth. So, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Sharon, how can people find you, find Magic Moments? And, like, yeah. Um, well, they can find me on Facebook um, if you look for Sharon Fanukin. And my picture is me in a green dress on a surfboard. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to find because there's lots of Sharon Fanukins. But if you look for the girl in the green dress on the surfboard, it's a mechanical surfboard. I said a cocktail one, but it's just a it's a fun one. So that I keep that because it's easy to find me. Um, but Magic Moments, it's magicmoments.org.au. Um, we have another two-day program coming up in January on the 19th and 20th, nine to four each day. And we're going to have some amazing speakers there. And that, you know, that's our, our lead-in. And then we'll be going to be live, cross fingers, we'll be live back at uh, Coleroy in Sydney in July next year. Keeping fingers crossed for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we've got the www.magicmoments.org.au. Everything about the youth summits there, the basket brigades, if you want to get involved with the basket brigades and be a volunteer for that, or if you want to get involved with the grandies. Because um, everybody has different passions, so you can choose which, which part of Magic Moments you'd like to volunteer for. So, um, yeah, that's how you contact us. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Honestly, like this this conversation has brought me like so like, it's reminded it's reminded me of my why and it's it's taken me back to not only why I do what I do but what it's going to mean to me as well see and yeah and I, I, I honestly it's still stuck in my mind just hearing you share about those stories and seeing that come out of you makes me think what's possible to come out of me. So I just want to say once again, thank you very much, Sharon. And to everyone else watching, I just want to say thank you again for tuning into Business Insights with Mario and Matt. I hope you really have a, have a wonderful day and take care. Thank you. <laughs>